Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is the last Sunday until the NFL season. Next Sunday, you guys will be waking up and you'll probably be jumping on the grill, cooking hot dogs and hamburgers, getting ready for the 1 p.m. kickoff of the Washington football team against the L.A. Chargers. All the pregame coverage you can always hear on 106.7 The Fan. And I am super pumped for this season. It looks like it's going to be a big season for the Washington football team. There's a lot of positives to talk about as we get ready for this season and talk about the updates with the roster and who got cut, who made the team, and and who we think are going to be the impact players. And I'm going to start right there and talk about how I think Deami Brown is going to jump into the roster this year. He's going to be a type of guy that doesn't just make one or two plays. I think he's going to make five to ten plays, especially in this first regular season game coming up next week. We don't know what we're going to get, if anything, from Curtis Samuel. And I think Terry McLaurin is going to be seeing a lot of double teams. And I think that's why Deami Brown will step up. Uh, but it is a big weekend for the local team. So got to give a huge shout out to Virginia Tech, who showed up and showed out Friday night. Uh, that clip went viral. I think ESPN tweeted it out of the Enter Sandman, which is, I say, more famously known for starting the junkies. At 6 a.m., that's how they get their show started. Uh, but it is also how Virginia Tech starts uh, their college football games. And the stadium was packed. Uh, Lane Stadium just filled. And it looked like an awesome time, an epic win for them against North Carolina, who uh, was ranked, what, number 9 or number 10 or 11 maybe? A 10, I think. Uh, a huge win for Virginia Tech. Uh, really came out to play. And um, a lot of people had been talking a lot about Sam Howell, the quarterback of North Carolina, and they didn't give him any time to throw the ball. The defense looked terrific, uh, and it was just so much fun to watch. And then Saturday, a huge shout-out to the University of Maryland, who came away with the 30-24 to victory against West Virginia. I mean, that blew my mind. Maryland football is good now. Coach Loxley's got it going. I mean, Sean, you look at you smiling over there cheek-to-cheek producing the show today. Maryland with a huge win to start their season against West Virginia, which has been known to be the best football school in the tri-state area, pretty much. I mean, for the past 15 years, it's been all about West Virginia football. They've been so dominant, so good. Now, they haven't won a national championship, but they've had so many players that came and went to the NFL. They've had star running backs, star quarterbacks. Uh, Pat White, I remember him for a long time. 
The fact that Maryland was able to come out and, and upset West Virginia is huge for that program. A uh, big show today, uh, a bunch of guests, really cool guests. I've got at 10.30, we will have Brendan Shapiro, who appeared on the TV show Survivor. And if you are a fan of this show, you know I am a huge Survivor fan. I am a Survivor stan. I, I want to be Jeff Probst. I, I want I want my chance, damn it, CBS, if you're listening to this. I want to host the Survivor's show. It just seems like the greatest job in the world. You know, ready on your contestants, on your mark, get set, go! I, I want to do that. I mean, it's been one of my favorite shows for a long time, uh, reality game show Survivor, and so it's really cool to have him on the show. He hosts the Surviving Snyder podcast. When I saw that, I was mind blown. There's a podcast that talks about two of my favorite things, the Washington football team and the show Survivor. Uh, so I'm cool. I'm really looking forward to get Brennan Shapiro on the show at 10.30. At 11 a.m., a very cool guest in the soccer world, D.C. United's defender Stephen Birnbaum will join the show. I've had him on uh, in the past. We actually were Polar Plunge brothers a couple years ago uh, for the uh, Special Olympics. We did uh, a Polar Plunge together, and he's just a really cool guy and an excellent soccer player in D.C. United is playing very well. They play again next Saturday as uh, when you can catch them at Audi Field just a few blocks away from 106.7, the fans. So here's what I want to touch on throughout the show. And as always, you can hit me up on Twitter at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. It's where you can find me on all social media platforms. If you just want to, if you're dying to tweet me and give me a topic to talk about on the show, you can always tweet me or you can call in. 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. The phone line is always open if you want to talk about the Washington football team. Uh, that is going to be my main topic here today on the show. I want to hear from you guys and get your thoughts on this season. But I'm also going to go around the NFL, talk about some of the, the biggest cuts from this week, surprises, and, and the, the biggest storylines that I'm looking forward to this season, Who, which teams I'm going to follow more closely uh, for example, I'm big into the Cleveland Browns this year. I, I think it's just very interesting because I think the Steelers are going to be good. I think the Browns are going to be um, Browns are going to be good. I think the Ravens are going to be good. I think that division is going to be solid because I also think Cincinnati's going to win a few games with Joe Burrow back at quarterback. Uh, and so I'm I'm really I'm interested in that division and I'm really interested uh, in the Cleveland Browns and how good they can be this year with Odell Beckham coming back, Baker Mayfield, a very strong running game with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, and they just have momentum from last year. So I'm going to talk about some of the teams I'm looking forward to around the NFL that's not Washington that I'm looking forward to watching, and I'll give you my best matchups of Week 1. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a little recap of the college football games yesterday. Uh, I thought Georgia... John, did you watch the games yesterday? Were you glued to your TV all day like I was? I mean, it was the first really real weekend. I mean, we had Week 0 last week. But th yesterday was the first real weekend of all college football all day. Right. Definitely did watch it. What was your favorite game? Uh, was it just Maryland? Was it the local guys? I'll say Virginia Tech. Just Virginia Tech setting the tone. Mm -hmm. The whole end of the Santa Man, just the crowd atmosphere. I'll say Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Yeah. That got me excited. Uh, so Georgia looked really tremendous in their game against uh, Clemson. That was one that a lot of the gamblers really took the wrong side of on that one. I would say a lot of the uh, you know chalk I was hearing was on Clemson, and uh, they just didn't show up. And uh, Georgia's defense looked tremendous. They outfought Clemson. It was a tight battle, and they got the victory. 
Alabama on the other side and their matchup against um, Miami. That was a big matchup everyone was talking about. They looked amazing. Bryce Young with a record-breaking debut with four touchdowns. And uh, the turnover chain, which was a big thing talked about with the University of Miami, didn't really get to get pulled out. Uh, they they actually pulled, pulled it out for a fumble, and then that was uh, overturned, and they got blown out in the game. And so that's always a fun thing every every year for me watching uh, University of Miami is that turnover chain. And it uh, I was hoping for them to be good this year, but you should have known uh, Alabama was going to wipe the floor with them. UCLA shocked the world, knocking off LSU. Um, I, I should have seen that coming. LSU not as strong as they were the last few years, losing so many guys to the NFL. Penn State escapes with a uh, a tight victory against Wisconsin. That game was really fun to watch. That was back and forth, a great battle um, in that one. And there's uh, so there's also a lot of tennis to talk about here. Why why is that? Because local product Francis Tiafo is still in it. And in the U.S. Open, what do we talk about? We hype up the U.S. players, the Americans that are still in it. American Shelby Rogers with a huge upset yesterday of Ashley Barty. So now you're two top. Uh, favorites in the women's side. Naomi Osaka, knocked out. Ashley Barty, she's out of there. American Shelby Rogers, who was winless in five meetings for this year against the Mar- uh, the women's number one player, Ashley Barty. Well, she's now the last American left in the draw, and she used that uh, to her advantage there and had a great victory against Ashley Barty. She fought really hard. And so Francis Tiafo plays tonight, um, I believe it's the late game, against Canadian... Um, I'm going to botch his name. It's like Alisa me. Uh, but anyway, I'll get into more of that later. Tiafo's now a veteran uh, in, in tennis, and Alisa May, the Canadian, is just 21 years old, and I'm hoping that Tiafo can use kind of uh, his, the fact that he's been in this competition before, he's played under the lights of Arthur Ashe to his advantage uh, and, get, and keep staying alive in the U.S. Open. So, so much to talk about on the show. one 800 636 1067 is the number at AWOD Radio, and we'll talk about the Washington football team. And really, let's start with this. How healthy are we headed into this season? William Jackson III, the news was, back at practice this week. Curtis Samuel, uh, Ron Rivera said he hopes to see him Monday at their practice during Labor Day. I don't know how much he will be used week one. That means this is spot is Deami Brown's spot to lose. Uh, no really major a- updates on the defensive side of the ball. We have a kicker competition, which I'm hyped for, because I really think that Ron Rivera is going to regret that decision of being so loyal to Dustin Hopkins. I'm just telling you right now, and I'm the biggest Washington football team fan, I think we're going to lose a game because we miss a field goal this year. And it's going to make me rip my hair off. I'm going to end up breaking my controller, throwing it against the floor, because we're going to lose a game because of our field goal kicker. Because if you look at our schedule, it's so tough this year. We're going to have a game that comes down to one point or two points or three points. And I do not trust our kicker. So I'm glad we at least bring in another guy there. Makes this, I guess, a kicking competition. Even though you know Rivera wants Justin Hopkins to win the job. Uh, and then the other question is, how much do you think Jarrett Patterson will play this season? He was kind of the star of preseason, the running back, the rookie that got in there. He's shifty, a uh, very tiny guy, but uh, doesn't go down without fighting for extra yards. So, so much to talk about with the Washington football team. How many games will we win this season? Or how many games until we'll have our first moment where it's like, this is so Washington. We just blew a 10-point victory. We just blew a lead that we had for three quarters and we lost in the fourth quarter. An embarrassing loss or a heartbreaking loss. How many weeks until that? 
Uh, because I, I think it could happen week two. A short week against the Giants. Uh, I mean, there's a chance that we come out, look amazing against the Chargers, and then have a stinker against our division rival, uh, the New York Giants. So, so much to talk about on the show. As always, the phone lines are always open, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. This is AWOD Weekend Radio until 12 noon. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Keep the energy, baby. Good morning, America. Adam Epstein on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm at AWOD Radio, and I put it out there that I was going to be back here on 106.7 The Fan, and I got an interesting tweet from Tiger Style, and he says, the uh, topic is, should Washington regret drafting Chase Young over Justin Herbert uh, last season? And here's what I would say. No, absolutely not. Chase Young is a game changer. But I will say this. I guarantee, I guarantee that the next time you can hear me on 106.7 or even next Monday, not Labor Day, but ne- the fo- following Monday after that, if Washington loses to the LA Chargers, and let's just say, let's just say Justin Herbert throws for 300 yards, which he did eight times last year, very possible. He has three touchdown passes, which he did a few times, and the Chargers win easily, and Washington's offense struggles. I guarantee you, there will be callers that say Washington should have drafted him over Chase Young. The Washington football team, this franchise, has been looking for a quarterback since 1994. We have yet to find him. So although Chase Young was out of this world in his rookie season, we also had four different starting quarterbacks last year. So how great is a pass rusher if your offense can't score points? I think it's an interesting topic that I would disagree on, but I'm just saying... It's very interesting that people could debate if Washington loses to the L.A. Chargers. And you look where those franchises are a year removed. Because I would say Washington has a stronger team. They have more momentum this season. But your quarterback is what carries you throughout the season. Uh, and there's still question marks there for Washington, especially going into this season with Ryan Fitzpatrick not having a strong preseason, where the L.A. Chargers feel like they had the steal of the draft last year. And, and Herbert, I mean... They're ready to come out strong this season. I think their question marks 
are on the defensive side of the ball. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. The first game of the season is one week away. I am so pumped up. Football is back, and my favorite team is looking like they will be at least decent this season. So let's go to the phone lines. 1-800-636-1067. We got Tyler and Loudon. What's going on, Tyler? Hey, Tyler. Yo, you got me, Ewa? Yeah, man. What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I just want to say... Uh... I feel like this year uh, Washington is going to disappoint for some reason because of the secondary. Oh, you don't, I don't have don't confidence trust in William in Jackson. Second. No, I don't trust William Jackson. Kendall Fuller is a slot. I, I just, I just don't see enough coming out of the secondary for us to be elite. Also, at the same time, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, why? What, yeah. what, what, what am I supposed to say? Right. So here's here's what I would argue with that is that uh, I I do agree there are some question marks in the secondary, but you have to hope if you're playing devil's advocate here that the D line gets to the quarterback so often that they don't have a chance for uh, William Jackson third or Kendall Fuller to get you know burned what? on a he, second move. I feel like okay, so they say. A uh, good, uh, uh, good pass rush makes up for a bad secondary. I don't believe in that because if I'm a quarterback, I just need three seconds. That's all these QBs need nowadays. Three sure. seconds. So sure. I'm saying, like you, 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 like what coverage are you? Are we playing a four three? Are we playing a three four? Are we playing a zone? Are we playing man? Like what is it? Like I, I'm interested to see because I know Ron is a, a defensive coach, and I know Jack is a defensive coach. I'm just interested to see what we actually throw out there. I would, I would agree. I, I, I think here's the thing is that Jack. I have a lot of confidence in Jack Del Rio to use the guys in their best positions. I think they're going to play a lot more zone uh, this year and zone blitz. You don't have Reed Dowdy. I mean, not Reed Dowdy. <laughs> this man's Reed Dowdy. <laughs> no, look. I, I think I think if you're worried about the defense over the offense, uh, then you know maybe I'm not worried. I'm be honest with you. I'm not worried about the offense. I think we could produce. It's not that hard to produce points. To be honest with you, you're just worried you about the to, defense. You think you think yes. we're going to be in a bunch of shootouts this year? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, look here. Look, I I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of times this season where. Washington is in is in a close battle, and it's going to come down to the final possession. Uh, that makes me worried with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I don't think that the defense is something to be worried about. I think there's questions in the secondary, but we do have depth there. I, I think Benjamin St. Juice is a guy I've been calling St. Uste. I, I think he's going to be a guy that is going to make a lot of big plays this season. Uh, I, I think, look, there's a reason that he made the roster over Jimmy Moreland, a local guy that we all liked watching. Uh, so I, I think there's a, there's a lot to like about him, and he's a, there's a reason that Jack Del Rio... Uh, you know, kept him on the roster and is going to use him a lot this year. And I get what you're saying. William Jackson III hasn't proven himself here in Washington. But he's got the size and the strength to really go at a lot of guys and, and be like, hey, I'm going to man up against you. I'm going to strap you down. And uh, I'm going to push you at the line of scrimmage so you can't even get off your off the block and, and get going right away. 1-800-636-1067. Let's keep it going. we got Eric in Fairfax. What's going on, Eric? Hey, hey bud, I really like you and I like your show, but I've got to give you a hard time. I think you're jinxing our team now, and if we <laughs> lose, like you said, it's on your head. Oh, 
Okay. I mean, look, the, the radio jinx is something that I have. I do believe in. I, I've done that before with the Wizards. I thought that they, you know, I thought they were going to beat Philly in the playoffs this year. I was wrong about that. Uh, but tell me why you think that Washington could struggle this year. Give me a couple reasons why they would struggle. Oh, well, well, you mentioned quarterback, mm-hmm. and you, you just don't know. But I think we have two really good backups, so I'm pretty optimistic. And um, I guess the other thing is uh, uh, what you mentioned, fourth quarter potential problems in our, you know, even though our defense on paper should be better, you just never know. Special teams worries me a little with the field goal kicking. Yeah. But, um, but before I go, what's your prediction on uh, – on our record this season, I'm going over eight and a half wins. So I, I'm going to go nine and eight is, is my prediction. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I think I'm ten and seven or eleven and six. I'm a little more optimistic. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love it, man. Good call. And uh, I, I will say though, if you're talking about me jinxing things here, uh, there's a chance Washington wins just four games this year. All right, I, I'm going to throw it out there. There's a chance that we're terrible and we go through three quarterbacks again. But call in and tell me why I'm wrong. 1-800-636-1067. Let's build off of last year's success. 1-800-636-1067. This is AWOD Weekend Radio on 106.7 The Fan. What would make this a successful season? What would make this a season where it's like, man, this was something worth remembering? Because last year was successful, even with just seven wins. In Ron Rivera's first year, the Rivera era, making the playoffs, having a home playoff game in which we look decent, in which a game that, you know, a lot of diehard fans will argue we could have won if Heineke didn't hurt his shoulder in the third quarter. But anyway, talking about this season here, I would say what would make it a successful season? Nine wins and a playoff berth, in my opinion. What do you think, Sean? What would, for you, what would make this a successful season for you to remember? Um, I would have to say. 10 wins, because that would be, what, 10 and 7 out of the, out of the extra game? So yeah. I'll say 10 wins. 10 wins would be successful. So To me, yes. I'm saying 9, you're saying 10. And then the, another question after that is, what three things need to happen for Washington to win 9 games this season? I put that out on Twitter, at AWOD Radio. Andy tweets me, consistency at quarterback, don't abandon our run, number 2, and our secondary needs to step up. Mike tweets me that he's listing. Brendan tweets me these listening. Uh, D. Murphy is listening to the show. So if you want to tweet me at AWOD Radio, let me know right now what three things need to happen for Washington to win nine games this season. Or you can call in 1-800-636-1067. Here would be my three things, okay, to win nine games this season. Number one, Antonio Gibson to rush for 1,000 yards. I think every single game this year, we're going to need to establish the run. Can't put too much on the arm of Fitzpatrick. And uh, I need I need Antonio Gibson to build off of that uh, really good rookie year, not have a sophomore slump. And I think for that to happen, it would be him rushing for 1,000 yards, having him be a huge focal point of this offense, something where, hey, it's first down, he rushes for four and a half, five yards every single time we get him the ball. I, I think that's going to make the offense much smoother. It's going to open up things for the play action to get guys like Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, and Terry McLaurin uh, over top of the secondary. And I think... Late in games, when our defense is getting stops, we're really going to need to be able to rely on the run to get first downs. And so Antonio Gibson to rush for 1,000 yards is my number one most important thing to happen for Washington to win nine games this season. Number two is our defense to be ranked top five. 
And what comes with that is that comes with the turnovers, that comes with the sacks, that comes with limiting the points allowed and the uh, yards allowed. And so our defense needs to be ranked top five, which I think is very possible as well. Number three on my list, and this is for Washington to win nine games this season, it's going to come in the division. Washington needs to win four of our six divisional games. You got the Eagles twice, you got the Cowboys twice, you got the stinking Giants twice. And one of those games comes freaking next Thursday, two Thursdays from now, it's right around the corner. So I think if Washington wins four of their six divisional games, they're going to be in line to win nine games this season. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go through the roster here and talk about which players I'm most excited for. Let's start with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So in 37 snaps that he received against the Patriots and the Bengals this preseason, he completed 12 of 21 passes for 154 yards. In practice, he's been the leader, the gunslinger, everything that Ron Rivera thought when he signed him in March. Ron Rivera was quoted saying, I see him looking at guys and knowing where to lead them in terms of route options that they're running, Rivera said. You see that, and it is a little bit of trust. What happens once that is developed, you see, is guys know what he is going to throw the ball away from the coverage. And when I read that, what I take away is, It's the veteran in Ryan Fitzpatrick, which he knows when, hey, I need to lead this guy, I need to throw it behind him because the defender is ahead of him. Oh, I need to do back shoulder here. Oh, I need to throw it at his feet because there's a defender uh, that if I throw it high, he's going to come in and make a play. And so I I think that's what you're going to get from Fitzpatrick at the quarterback is those little things that only veteran quarterbacks can really uh, recognize. Uh, Number two on my list, I'm talking about Antonio Gibson coming into this season fully healthy from that turf toe last year that slowed him down at the end of the season. I think he's going to be ready to be more involved in the passing game. A sophomore poised to build off of last year's major contributions to the Skins offense. Him being involved in the pass game, I think that's a huge thing that makes, hey, he can, you know what he can do? is that he can be a guy that's first, second, and third down some drives. Don't even need to take him off the field, especially if he's involved in the passing game. Rivera was quoted talking about him, saying, I can see him continue to grow. Uh, A big part of it is doing it consistently. If we run it five times to have him do it five times, not three really good ones, one okay and one you got to do better, that's where I want to see him get it. Uh, That was a bit of a cryptic quote there from Ron Rivera. These quotes I'm finding on the Washington football team website. Uh, Let's move over to wide receiver. So Curtis Samuel, yet to be featured for Washington. And he's one of those guys where I'm a little worried it's going to be like Deshaun Jackson, where we know he can be a big play threat. We know he can be a huge contributor on the offensive side of the ball. We know he can be our boom, throw, deep, fly route. We get a 70-yard touchdown on the first play. But can he stay on the field? Can he even get on the field? We drove, you know, we got him in, in March. We haven't seen him. May, June, July, August, September. Where, where is he? He needs to get on the field here. Uh, he's been injured and hasn't uh, even seen a minute of, of time with the first-string offense. So that means that rookie Deami Brown is going to be thrown into the fire, at, at least for the first uh, game of the regular season, as our starting wide, wide, wide receiver. He's fast. He's got strong hands. He can get open like he did in the preseason. I'm predicting him to get five or six targets in week one. Uh, And I think Washington's going to look to get him involved early and often. Uh, He established himself as a a capable deep threat in practice. And with that 29-yard grab against the Bengals, we kind of got a peek of what we could get from Deami Brown. Uh, Taylor Heineke was quoted talking about him saying, Deami is a special talent, and you can just see it 
every day in practice. He's getting better. He's understanding the offense, and he's getting world-class speed. Uh, he's got world-class speed on the football field. Uh, but Terry McLaurin's going to be the superstar uh, of the offensive side of the ball. I think he's going to attract the most attention. Uh, the quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, will most likely be focusing on another playmaker when he looks downfield. And I think that is actually former quarterback for the Virginia Tech Hokies, Logan Thomas. I, I think that's going to be a guy, because I, I, I honestly feel like a lot of veteran QBs in the NFL, the reason they've stayed in the league so long is because they found their out guy. And that's a guy that when you're in trouble, you, you you know where to hit him. Sometimes it's your slot guy, but I think a lot of the veterans go with their tight end. You see Tom Brady, that's why he keeps Gronk on his side like a pistol, right? He always has him whenever he needs uh, that out ball. It's a guy that is sure hands that is going to make the play on a big third down. So I think for Washington this year, that's going to be Logan Thomas. And Fitzpatrick was quoted about him saying, I think one of the biggest things is just trust. There's the ultimate trust there in him that we're on the same page, that he's seeing in the same way that I'm thinking about it the same way. That's really important as a quarterback to have that and to have that player that you're on the same page with at all times. What that means, in my opinion, is if Fitzpatrick is rolling out here and he's scrambling and he sees Logan Thomas also scrambling to his left, they're on the same page whether Logan's going to stop dead in his tracks and just catch it and go down, or if he's going to continue running and Fitzpatrick's going to know that he needs to lead him. I think those little things uh, is what he means there about being trust in each other of where they need to throw the ball. But I do think when we talk about Washington's offense, the O-line could be a little shaky. It's one position group where I'm not very confident. They'll have to prove it. And they'll have to hold up for Ryan Fitzpatrick to do anything productive this season. He can't be a gunslinger if he's always facing a third and long. If he's on his... Always on his butt after first down because we got sacked. All right. Charles Leno brings 94 starts. He's the veteran to the left tackle position. Chase Ruye, we signed a four year extension, so we really believe in him. And Brandon Scherf, we know what we get from him. He's coming off first team all pro season. Washington hasn't had an all pro player in the last 20 years. We finally got it from Brandon Scherf. You see, if he's healthy, he's going to be able to help us move the ball on offense. Because he creates a hole when you run into his side of the ball every single time. Uh, he's so awesome. And uh, I'm just hoping that he can be fully healthy this season. I'm going to move over onto side, uh, the defensive side of the ball. And I want to take some of your phone calls. 1-800-636-1067. I'm getting so pumped up for this Washington football team. So here's the question. If you want to call in now, 1-800-636-1067. What three things need to happen for Washington to win nine games this season. Uh, I got a tweet from Boston DG. He says, new kicker. I, I, Hey, you heard it from me first. I'm not a fan of Dustin Hopkins. I'll say it to his face. I'll have dinner with him and say, man, you were great for a couple years here, but I think you lost it, man. I think you need to lace up new boots because they're not going in when you kick it. Uh, Boston G, DG also says, he says, new kicker, special teams, touchdowns, and a top 10 defense. I would love a special team touchdown. Give me what Dallas had with Deion Sanders for 10 years. That was so awesome what they had. Can we get a punt returner? Can we get a kick returner? I'd love that here in Washington. 1-800-636-1067. More of your phone calls next on The Fan. What three things need to happen for Washington to win nine games this year? And I got some really interesting responses at AWOD Radio on Twitter. Telly randomly just tweets me. My guy Telly's listening every weekend. 
Uh, he says Super Bowl prediction. He's dead ass serious. Washington against the Ravens. How cool would that be for the DMV? I'd say Washington against anybody from the AFC except for the Ravens. I don't want to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Dave tweets me, Fitz Magic uh, as one, stay healthy two, and finish games three. That is very important uh, for us to play all four quarters. I think last year our issue was starting slow, uh, and so it'd be it'd be good for us this year to finish strong. Uh, number uh, Voice of DC uh, tweets me, the D-line needs to be as good as advertised. Antonio Gibson needs to have 1,600 total yards with 1K rushing. And Chase and Terry need to be superstars. Um, and then uh, my guy T. Holmes tweets me, he definitely thinks that Deami Brown is going to have a sneaky good year, and he'd love to see it because he's convinced Samuel is already a bust. It is really disappointing that our biggest signing of the offseason for the offensive side of the ball was Curtis Samuel, and we haven't seen him. We have not seen him yet, uh, and so uh, hope to have that soon. Natty tweets me, are we going to talk any soccer this morning? Hold your horses, buddy. We got Steve Birnbaum coming on the show at 11 a.m., and the whole 11 a.m. hour will be partly dedicated to a little DC United, MLS talk, English Premier League, and then I'll also hype up USA against Canada uh, and give you my prediction for that. That's a late game tonight. I think it's 8 p.m. Uh, kickoff, and that is a huge matchup in World Cup qualifying as America just tied El Salvador on the road. And just a real quick thing on that because I started this. It was funny. They were talking after the show, I, after the game. I watched the post-game show, and it was three former players for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Sean, you'll recognize them. Uh, we had Charlie Davies, uh, who was a really cool striker. Uguchi Onyewu, who actually came to visit the station one time. I actually met him. Uh, like three or four years ago. Uh, he was a defender that ended up playing for AC Milan, I believe. Uh, and then American hero Clint Dempsey. And they were arguing back and forth about why this was or was not a good performance in El Salvador on the road, your first World Cup qualifier to get a draw, a 0-0 draw, and get one point. And Clint Dempsey had the greatest quote when he said, guys, slow down. I get it, I get it. We probably should have beat El Salvador. But when has this team ever beaten El Salvador in on the road? We He said, we went to El Salvador three times when I was on the team, and it was one loss and two draws. So let's just let's be happy with one point, and yeah, let's now come out to play against Canada tonight and get a big victory. But I'll, I'll get my soccer discussion later on in the show. Right now I'm talking about the Washington football team, and I want to move over to the defensive side of the ball here. And look, this is the side where Washington punishes people. I really think so. You This season, you miss a block, you're going to sit on your ass. Your quarterback is going to get sacked. You miss a gap, sack, sit on your ass. You try to run on us, boom, the hole is going to be clogged, and you're going to sit on your ass. I think this Washington football front is going to be so good. They're, I think they're going to re- we return the entire unit that was elite last year, and oh yeah, we bring back the most impactful player from 2019. People sleep on how good Matt Ioannidis was uh, two years ago at eating up double teams and getting after, after the quarterback at a tremendous level for a D-tackle. I mean, he had like seven or eight or nine sacks two years ago. D-tackles usually don't get that much unless they're Aaron Donald. Uh, so he had a huge impact um, for the team. Uh, and Ron Rivera was quoted saying, we were good last year, and I think we can be even better with Matt out there on the field helping us out. What you've seen is him working, doing extra things, a little, uh, the little things that help develop your skill set. So Washington gets a big return at D-tackle 
on the defensive side of the ball. At linebacker, John Bostic is the veteran. He is the leader, a great communicator on the field. I actually interviewed him when he first joined the team when I went down to Richmond, and I thought he was so impressive, the way he talks about defensive play calls. He knows where all the guys on his team uh, should be on the field. I'm not just talking about the linebacking core. He knows where the safeties should line up. He knows where the corners should line up. He knows where the DNs should line up. He's such a great leader in that aspect. So I think it's going to be a great help for the linebacking core. But the guys who hopefully will shine this year that will make a big impact will be Cole Holcomb and rookie linebacker Jamin Davis. If you want to chime in, 1-800-636-1067. Jamin Davis has been everything Washington hoped he would be. But we need to see it in the regular season. Uh, Jack Del Rio was quoted when talking about him saying, it's kind of like last year we were talking about Chase a lot. These young guys, they come in when they have the right mentality, the right approach. They can come in, out, and just work out every single day and get better. And he's doing a great job of that. And that's exactly what you want to see from Jamin Davis, who's going to be a big part of this Washington defense and the middle linebacker crew this season. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Rob in D.C. What's going on, Rob? Thanks for calling. What's up, Bay Wild? I'm a regular caller. Were you out at the MGM Thursday night? If you was, I was looking for you. I don't know I, if you were there with Brian and JP. I don't no, know. I didn't get there? to. I didn't get to make it out okay. there, but yeah. Okay, I, I came. You know, just came to like to meet you, or whatever. But uh, anyway, Bay Wild, uh, I think it has to be the health number one. Yeah. Right. And number two, no COVID nineteen issues. Because yeah. if we get any of that, if we get any of that, we'll definitely be under five hundred depending on who gets sick and how long they have to stay out. So that's going to play a big part. Mm-hmm. Okay? Number three, on the defense, I like this new scheme, right, with putting Ionitis on that five-man front. Yeah. Hey, well, I think it is. Think it is. You got, you got, uh, you got Chase and you got Sweat on the ends, Ionitis, Payne, and Allen in the middle. A yeah. five-man front. I don't think yeah, anyone's going to be able double? to run on that. Who you who you gonna double? Who you gonna double? Right. You, you can't double, so so that means everybody's in single block, uh, a blocking formation, which means that would be awesome. And I think that uh, they're going to have to scheme up some type of scheme to put all that talent on the field. And uh, also, uh, if we lead the league, listen to what I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if we lead the league in turnovers, if Washington football team lead the league in turnovers. They will make the NFC Championship game. Now, I don't know if they're going. You know, I don't know if they're going <laughs> to go to Super Bowl or not. But I'm telling you, that's a key stat because when we create, if we could create short fields for our offense, yeah, I think that that, that will keep us, uh, uh, you know, in the loop to be uh, a top tier team, just like that Baltimore team with Trent Dilfer. It wasn't Trent Dilfer; it was that defense <laughs> creating short fields. Now they got, uh, now they won that Super Bowl. Yeah, so that's a formula I think we would need. So I would like that five man front. Uh, try that out and see how that works and uh, stay so Rob, healthy. No Rob, I, have a, I, I got a question for you because I, I totally agree. If we can create turnovers, that works in the in perfect for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a QB that That's I think right. will That's at least, right. if you give him the ball at the 50-yard line, he's going to get down That's the field right. and score a touchdown. That's right. So my question That's to you right. is, if we're get, creating a lot of turnovers on defense, who's creating those turnovers? Is it the cornerbacks? Are we getting p- interceptions from Kendra Fuller? Oh, no. It's, it's just what I said. They want us to five-man front. You come in with a scheme with that pressure. Pressure is what it. Pressure, let me tell you something, A.Y. Mm-hmm. That New England team that went 18-0 and in that Super Bowl, yeah. the Giants came up, The Giants came out there with a scheme, with that with that scheme. As a matter of fact, they ran some of that front five uh, formation, what I'm telling you about, to put pressure on uh, uh, Brady for that Super Bowl game. And, I mean, man, they put so much pressure on him that day that the, the pressure burst the pipes. 
And that's the reason why the Giants won that Super Bowl to me, because they, they just kept putting that pressure on uh, Brady that particular game. Yeah. So I just think that if we, if we keep the pressure on the, co- on the opposing uh, QB, we got to keep the pressure constantly, and I think that that will create them turnovers, create them short fields, and, that, and I think that's going to get us probably to like an 11-win season. Great call, Rob. And you're right with that Giants team that defeated the Patriots. They had Justin Tuck, Usain Yumanyora, and, oh, yeah, Michael Strahan uh, that won them the Super Bowl. And so I, I'm not saying we're as good as them, but, I mean, you look at those names, then you look Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. We've got a damn good uh, front line there on defense. And if they're can, if they having a lot of strip sacks, like he's saying, and, and leading the league in turnovers, I, I would agree it's going to be a tremendous season that could end up uh, into an NFC championship game. More of your phone calls after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.